Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network. iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enter to win a free cruise for two. On board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the first ever sailing. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s activities. There'll be over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, and more. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's 902-1-O-N-G with Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. Oh my gosh, we're back. It's another episode of OMG. Well, no, that's not the title of it. 902-1-O-M-G. I mean, basically, they know the 90210 part. We could just call I it hope. OMG then, right? One season. Yeah. OMG oh, can be oh like our... Are our, we to the point in name. the program where we're so popular mm-hmm. that we could be like, eh, it's just OMG now? I, I feel like we are. <laughs> hey, can I ask you guys a, a really weird thing? What is it, Amy? So, okay, so there's this show, another podcast mm-hmm. called The Rewatchables. 
And I love it. It's very, it's kind of like what we're doing for 90210. They do for popular movies. So they were rewatching a couple weeks ago, this movie Can't Buy Me Love. Remember it with Patrick mm-hmm. Dempsey? Of course. And it's Bill Simmons and Juliet Littman were hosting. And they both felt that either, I can't remember if 90210 came first or Can't Buy Me Love, but that they see a lot of similarities between the two. And I was like, really? Why? That's what I thought. Wow. That movie came first. That movie was in the 80s for sure. Yes, you're right. We okay. were young. So, when, yeah. So I think they were saying like maybe 90210 drew inspiration from Can't Buy Me Love. And I wanted to see what you guys thought because I'm like, I, I, I'm going I'm I'm to do a hard pass on that. Yeah. we. D- I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's how I felt. Yeah. I was like, we were too young to like see it. I mean, the only similarity is he went from totally geek to totally chic. And I guess yeah. that would be David Silver. But other than that, come on. And that fashion with the suede. Remember the skirt she spilled on? Uh, I don't remember that movie enough. I'm going to have to rewatch just, it. So did you know Bill Simmons is a huge. So Bill Simmons is this like sports guy, but he's very cool and kind of hot. And he <laughs> loves 90210. Kind of really? hot. Well, I think he's hot, but I don't want to be weird because what if he hears this? Because if he he might hear this and now I feel embarrassed because he has a wife, but he he loves 90210. And I think that's so interesting. A man our age that also loves 90210. There are a few. There's more than just one guy named Bill that loves it. I feel like there's a lot of guys. This is so, for sure. And by the way, I think if you say respectfully hot, then um, partners can't get upset. I, I just said that. Okay, he's I, so many people hot. lately have been men coming up to me. That's what I was going to ask you. What's like the percentage of men that are fans? In the of last Nino week, Tuna? two men have come up to me with their kids because usually it's women. And they're like, we take a picture. Like, this is the show I grew up on. The kids are like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was two men. One had three boys. One had four kids. And they were like, and the kids were just like sitting there like, we don't know who this is. Why are you doing this? Right. And they were like, this was my show. But yeah. it was men, straight men. Or, or they'll come up and they'll say, "I can I take a picture with you? My wife is such a fan. And you can tell it's not the wife. I mean, maybe it is the wife, but you can always tell. Right. Yeah. Because in the eyes. In the eyes. Yeah. So interesting. Or how close they hold ton. you. <laughs> I bet you. A ton of dudes watch 90210. Probably. Because it was like, it was the Billions or the Yellowstone of its day. Because even though those are like not comparable, do you know what I'm saying? Those feel more like gritty. Yeah, but it was a glimpse into a life that you wanted. Like, and that you didn't know anything about because there was no internet. So we, we know you watched it, guys. Come on. Yes, for sure. And this this guy the other day, he was like, oh, yeah, my friends and I in college, we all were one of you. And I was like, I knew what he was going to say, but I was like, oh, who are you? And he was like, I was Brandon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because you think it, they did it just like us girls. I've never heard a guy come up to me and say, oh, yeah, we we were all one of you in high school. I was um, Steve. Or I was, I was um, <laughs> David. Like they all want to be Brandon they or Dylan. They always say Brandon and mm-hmm. Dylan. Yeah. I was going to say you get a, like a large majority of Dylans. Yeah. And then women 
are always like, it's usually Kelly or Brenda. Once in a blue moon, it'll be a Donna. And then sadly, you always have the girls that like, oh, I was Andrea. Oh. I'm like, what do you mean? Andrea's the best. Yeah. She's smart. She's cute. Like, what do you mean? That doesn't but they make- always like, my friend said I was Andrea. It's just like sex in the city. My friend said I was Miranda, you know? <laughs> Season three, episode 26. She came in through the bathroom window, aired April 21st, 1993. Synopsis. Ditch Day goes awry when Kelly ends up being a victim of theft at Magic Mountain. Meanwhile, Brandon, Dylan, and Steve get mixed up with a beautiful but troublesome con artist named Ginger. Donna puts her self-defense skills to good use and the real Burt Reynolds saves the day. Directed by Jason Priestley. Written by Ken Stringer. Hey, Jen, Ken Stringer wrote this. You know who Ken Stringer is? No. Okay, now I just get panicked. I got it wrong. I came <laughs> no. in with such confidence. I'm sure he was you're our right. first AD. One of our first, wasn't he? Oh, one of our yeah, first yeah, AD? yes. I feel right? like Am maybe, I, I don't know. It sounds familiar. Ken, sorry. It was written very uniquely, you guys. Talk about it. It was written very uniquely and it was directed very uniquely. So it makes sense because I watched this show, had no idea that Jason was, this was his directorial debut for the show. And now that I know that, it everything makes sense. Like I get it all so much better because his shenanigans, like all the- Cinematic. Yeah. yeah. Tell me what that means. Tell me everything about that. Like, Well, specifically, like most specifically with the uh, Peach Pit stuff, with that storyline, because there were basically two storylines in this episode. One was- the ditch day, everybody goes to Magic Mountain. And then the other one was settled into the peach pit with the girl coming in through the bathroom window. Uh, but I really felt like all a lot of the stuff with the three guys, Ian, Jason, and Luke, I could see so much of Jason in all of their, like the comedy that they did and the like silly shots that they did. It was very, and like just the goofiness of it. I felt like everybody was having a really good time. And I, yeah. I don't know, it just made sense. Yes, and I think you're you're nailing the it. Hands he would do like he would start on a close up of something and then the ba- and shift to the background. He would always do those cinematic. He loves his like. He just loves moves. going like that when he's directing. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna start here and we're gonna pan over here. Like it makes him look. Wait, cool. did he actually so, do that? Yes. Yeah, oh, so yeah. in B eight in B H nine zero two one zero, he did direct <laughs> in B H nine zero two one zero, but um. In the story on camera, we also made him the director because we put in all his like quirks and like he played kind of not making fun of himself, but very self-deprecating. Like he'd be like this and like ding, ding. <laughs> and he get, he always does that when he gets the shot. Ding, ding. Or whatever. <laughs> oh, that's right. But I got to say. Wait, what does ding, you know, ding mean? What does ding, ding mean? I forgot. Jen, what, it it was just like his catchphrase. That when like, he was like, ding, ding, yeah, we got it. it. Like, ding, ding, let's move on. It's so annoying. <laughs> no, <laughs> but he gets so super cute. animated. He's really as like, as like cool and slick as like Brandon's just like, yeah. Like when he's directing, Jason is like super animated. He's and he so comes into in, it. He's like, yeah. guys, here's what we're going to do. And it's just very forceful. And it's a really adorable character, actually, even though it's <laughs> him like as the director. And he's a really great director. What are we? Oh, my God. I was like, Amy, what is that we're seeing? It was your fingers. Okay. It was I couldn't tell. And then 
but the same way I started rewatching this show in first season, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like crushing on Brandon. I felt that crush this episode watching, you're going to hate this, John, like watching Jason direct. I was like, oh, it's so good. And like, I love him as a director. I know. That's good. I'm glad you loved him as a director. Wait, wait, but you mean, what do you mean you were crushing on him? That's different than liking him as a director. Respectfully crushing. (laughs) Um, No, like crushing, like, oh my gosh, I forgot like how much I adore him directing. And I got that like feeling of like, oh, Brandon and those dreamy eyes that took me back to season one. And like, he's so amazing. But anyway. Wait, can I ask a question about that? Is it a little, okay, and I mean this professionally because I don't want to be inappropriate, but like, is there a little something sexy about him in this episode? And then maybe that he's also like the director, the boss? Like, uh, Yeah, I feel mean- like I know what you're talking about. Like his confidence, yeah. like he felt like super confident because he was the director that week and he was the first of any of us to direct. So he yeah. felt like special and it probably transferred into Brandon a little bit. Because there's a, a lot you, more energy, like when you are the director, yeah. you have Jason, you more mean, energy. Right? Yes, yes. Yes. That Okay, so that's what I'm trying to say. And I said crushing. I didn't mean crushing. But you know what I mean? Yes, there is more you confidence. And he's more Jason than Brandon, definitely. And the whole thing was yes. like great. He's just, I love his energy when he's directing. I think he's a great director. And this was the first one that it, it truly, we always talk about A storyline, B storyline. It really had two A storylines. Totally. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's such an important point. So do you guys remember, like, at all that someone telling you, hey, Jason's going to direct this? Do you remember him vying for that job? Like, can you remember any of it? And were you guys extra, like, because it was Jason, like, we're going to do what he says. We're going to be on our game. No. No. <laughs> Like, you can't remember. No, I just remember being told, like, and then being like, huh? Jason, wait, Jason's director? Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know he wanted to be a director. Cool. All right. And then just like adjusting to it. Yeah. But yeah, we didn't try any harder. (laughs) We we didn't. I did. I did. You did. You tried to be a bit more professional. Not, no. Not more professional. (laughs) I was really, I was really nervous. Really? Like I, I was more nervous being directed by Jason than being directed by any other director. Wow. The first time, like the after that, time. we got used to it. But the first time it was still like, oh my God, like, yeah, at that point, like Jason, I don't think Jason and I were super close yet. I was still feeling like I was like, it was him and the guys, like, I don't know. So it was mm-hmm. nerve wracking, especially that scene at Magic Mountain with me and Andrea. I felt oh. really nervous. Okay, we're not going to jump ahead. Like, that scene? That seems so good, but we got to talk about it. Yeah. We'll really fast, one more sort there. of, one more behind the scenes question. Would he have had to go to your dad, Tori? Or does he go to the showrunner? Like, who would he have gone to to say, I want to direct and then be selected to direct or something? I feel like I remember him talking about that he, I talked to Aaron. I remember wow. that. And also it, it 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 was season three, so maybe it was built into his deal. Ah. Like to direct Whoa. maybe one, two, one episode, two episodes, three episodes, whatever it is for the season. How many this season did he do, I wonder? Well, it's the end of the season almost, so just one, I guess. 
And one more behind the scenes question. Mm-hmm. Did either or both of you ever direct? We both did. Y- yes. <gasps> no way. Wait. So that comes later in the seasons. Yes. Yes. Oh, Every cool. single person on the show directed. Right? Wait, Jen. No. Ryan? Mm-hmm. Did Luke direct? Mm-hmm. He did? Ian? Wait, Ian maybe not. I had to have because if – I feel like, no, wait, wait, this is weird. We can Why do I out. only have memory of you directing? <laughs> <laughs> me. That was it. You and me. I you don't me. remember Shannon directing because I think no. she was already gone. Yeah. But then I don't remember Ian – I don't remember uh, – no, I don't remember no. Andrea uh, – Andrea, Gabrielle directing. <laughs> No, because she was. I mean, Jason. We Jason gotta find out. Definitely went in because that's something he knew he wanted to do. I, I assume that's you know. And then, at some point, I feel like we were all like, "Okay, we all can get one shot at this." But that's bizarre, Jen. I only remember you and then me. I don't know. He did direct one thing, Luke Perry. Okay. And it was an episode of Beverly Hills 90210. It says in 1999, he directed two episodes. Oh, so it must have been when he came back. Okay. That was yeah. part of his deal for coming back. Like, I'll come back, but I want to direct. Wow. Um, all right. What about Ian and Brian? Yeah, yeah. Look those up. Well, keep talking then. I'll keep looking. Okay. You or, all keep talking. Wait, but it was so fun. Didn't you think like opening the episode on the roller coaster and seeing Magic Mountain? Like I felt it, it was must have been so exciting for the viewers all across the world to see Magic Mountain and to see those crazy roller coasters that they have. There was like an energy about it. Do you guys remember going? Vaguely. And do you Vaguely. think they shut the park down uh, completely? Okay. Here. You know, Jen, what? did you feel a little bit like some of the roller coasters were just stock footage? Um, Maybe, but no, because then there was that coverage of Andrea on the roller coaster. That so they one. had to have been on a roller coaster at some point. Why they probably just turn the camera around and pop off the, I know the angle yeah, you're, you're right, talking you're about. Right. I bet, I bet that was all. It was like darker and grainier. So I thought it was, maybe. okay, I am direct at one episode. Oh my God. Yeah, I just thought that too. I'm, I'm looking so at Brian. So then Brian must have directed one. Must have. This is terrible. I can, oh my God. <laughs> you must have blocked it from must. your memory. Hey everyone. So as you can imagine, We know a thing or two about makeup. We've pretty much tried it all. And we are really liking Thrive Cosmetics because they have a full line of makeup perfect for an everyday look refresh. They have clean ingredients that feel great on your skin. And their products are foolproof, which makes it easy for any skill level to apply. And it's really cool to know that Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Oh, I love that connection. See that? Plus, how cool is it that their uh, high-performance formulas are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free? Amazing. And they have zero parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. I really believe when it comes to makeup, beautiful eyebrows are so important. Don't you think? Their Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. And their easy-to-use waterproof pencil holds like a wax and blends like a powder. Ooh la la. 
Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash 90210. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash 90210 for 10% off your first order. Want to temporarily restore definition in your jawline where it's been lost over time? With Juvederm Volux XC, you can get a non-surgical jawline treatment that adds volume for a smooth contour and to reduce the appearance of jowls in one in-office treatment with little downtime. Juvederm Volux XC Injectable Gel is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. With the weather getting warmer, finally, it is time for a wardrobe refresh. And when I want to update my style without breaking the bank, I turn to Quince. They offer premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. And washable silk tops. Timeless 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They partner directly with top factories, so Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices in premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I use the hoop earrings I ordered from Quince all the time. And basically live in the slippers that I ordered on their website. The prices and quality are so worth it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash 90210 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash 90210 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash 90210. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interaction, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV VJ's Downtown Julie Brown and Matt Penfield, plus Lisa Loeb.
Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas will be completely transformed to take you back in time for nonstop 90s action. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90 iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. Now, do both of you enjoy roller coasters? <gasps> oh, wait, when you were younger, you didn't like roller coasters then too? Never. Never. I've never been on a Okay, I went on one roller coaster and it was in like Toontown or wherever it is oh, where oh, it's the baby roller coaster. I know that one, Goofy's, Goofy's roller coaster. Yeah. And huh? you have to be a certain height to get on it. That's not a, like, that's a little coaster, kids Like five, yeah. five-year-olds. I was on it once, you guys. I'm talking a full adult. And I screamed so loud, they had to stop it. I was hysterical. And little oh, kids uh... were like, what's her problem? <laughs> I went on Pirates of the Caribbean for the first time at 40 years old because I heard there was a drop. And I cried the entire time and screamed. <gasps> Brian, oh Brian directed episode two. I'm terribly yeah. embarrassed. Well, it was later on in the series, so you haven't jarred your memories of that yet. You're still in season three. That's right. We'll get there. You, when you get to it, you'll recall, because it sounds like when you watch this, Jason directing flooded back memories. Yeah, I hate it. Roller coasters. Like if they they couldn't, I wouldn't have done it if they had written like me into a roller coaster. Wait, Jen, do you like roller coasters? At that age, when I was that age, I loved roller coasters. But now I have want to have nothing to do with them. Like something's changed <laughs> chemically inside my body, and I re- it's not good. No, I will I will take people to Disneyland or mm-hmm. anywhere and sit patiently, go get you snacks, do whatever I have to. I will not go on a roller coaster. I'll hit it's a small world or something like that. <laughs> Same. Oh, I love so, small world. Do you guys feel with this episode? For me, this episode was like all comedy like it was just so funny and it's like a standalone episode like it really just is so unique and different Mm -hmm. to the series i i was just yeah i don't know i think the the ginger storyline and the boys is all comedy Mm -hmm. i think the part that should be fun and like exciting and put you into that world at magic mountain was not comedy. And I got to be honest, that's the only part of the episode I didn't like. I felt like as a viewer, we were at Magic Mountain, but we didn't really see Magic Mountain. Yeah. Let's see more of it. We saw a security office. We saw us coming in off the bus. We saw us getting snacks and then Andrea on the ride and the bench out front. That's it. it But And it was about the guy stealing the wallet. Like what? Why? What, What was the purpose of that? To let Tori kick some serious ass. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 I want so to see them, ass. like, having fun and, like, mm-hmm. being teens doing ditch day at Magic Mountain. I just felt like we didn't get enough. And it almost made me feel like, because, Jen, do you remember even really being in the park? Like, I felt like we just shot certain areas. We didn't really get to go in and, like. Maybe just the front. I did. I bet you they didn't take over the whole park. Yeah, it was probably just the front. You were so funny at Magic Mountain. I was like, Donna is hilarious at Magic Mountain. Because when you jump off the bus, you're like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. 
That was Terry. That was the wanderer. Why was Terry yeah. there? I don't know. That was Terry before I drank. Like, so, okay. The part when I get off the bus, I'm like, yeah, that's my <laughs> alter ego. When I get drunk, we call her Terry. But that was her, that was me. That was like the real me slipping in into Donna. Oh my God. And then, and to find out you hate roller coasters. So that was really good acting. Cause I was convinced that you were really excited to be there. Excited. Thank you. I was wondering, and this is me being like goofy, but did Magic Mountain pay? Because it was really like an ad for that Viper roller coaster. I know, so, so much started, Viper talk. And the opening date of the Viper roller coaster was April 7th, 1990. So it had been open for a little bit. But I thought, huh, that's, it just seems like kind of like now we would call it product placement. That's a big product to place. They would have had us all over <laughs> the theme park and they didn't. Yeah, so maybe they just thought it makes sense for a ditch day. Well, I feel like we did not close it down. I feel like we were just in the front. I don't know. But that scene with you and Andrea talking about uh, how the feeling of being on the roller coaster, <laughs> Dave walked in while you were just while that scene was on. And um, he's like, <laughs> Is she talking about sex? You're like, ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> You're right, which is maybe leading us to things to come. Yeah, poor Donna's wondering, wondering, what is it like? Try, she's grappling with the decision of, I think it's already starting. Yeah, do it or don't mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. But then the you- thing that felt, Oh, sorry, go ahead, Jenny. I was going to say that, but then the, but the best part of, of the whole thing was when you used your self-defense skills oh. and you were like, no, no, no. You said, Amy, do it. You do it really good. Such a genius callback yeah. because it's like, oh my god, that was a full callback. Yeah, back. and there was another episode. We rarely do that. And I've never in my life seen a scene with two people fighting, both wearing all denim. <laughs> like I didn't know where to look. <laughs> and I was so mad wearing that full denim suit, and the reason was because they had to put arm pads on me I was gonna say they made me wear be. like yeah so I was like oh did you have a stunt double too no, no I no, I did all no. of that wait why did they make you put arm pads on you didn't fall down did you nothing nothing that was just part of it they said to have like <laughs> that's why I had jeans on and a jean jacket because I had to be covered because I did my own stunt but it was like nothing <laughs> And I was just like sweating balls because I was like, oh, my God. And Jason would be he always says this to me. So this is like this is like I'm having PTSD from that. And from when we did BH90210 and I was in Peru getting Shannon and he made me go up and down a mountain and slide down and do all my own stunts. And I was like, I can't do this. He's like, you got this. That day he was kept making me do it over and over again from every angle. And I was like, I can't do this. You did it though, both times. Yep. You brought it home. <laughs> you, you're so much more out, capable than you, you've let on. There's two things that stand out for me in this episode, and I want your thoughts. First, number one, did this Steve Dillon feud come right? out of nowhere? Yeah, my note was, um, why Good. does Steve and Dillon have beef all of a sudden? Like, I thought they were it's so pros. weird. Yeah, I didn't understand it either because they were – really cutting each other in the very beginning. Yes. Maybe was it to have yes. some sort of conflict, but have to be helping 
Jason or Brandon, sorry, or Ginger. Like I was so befuddled by that. And it was very caustic. And it was for no reason. Yeah. Like there was no payoff. I feel like it was super 90210. They only put it in so that later on in the episode where she steals Brandon's car, they could be like, get in my car. No, no. Oh, you got this. Like, oh. Steve's the big guy. He knows Burt Reynolds just so they could still have that conflict carried. I mean, I got to be honest. I kind of enjoyed it. Like I kind of liked seeing them at odds. It was interesting. And I was like intrigued by it and they did it really well. But yeah, it it was very bizarre. They did do it well, but it was so weird. I just all my notes say, why is Steve being a jerk? Why is Steve so weird this week? Here's my note. (laughs) Uh, I I was like, okay, when Ginger walks into the peach pit, I felt like the boys were equally cute, horny teenage boys mm-hmm. and misogynistic pigs because mm-hmm. I, yeah. it was like, yeah. how do you be both of those things? Is it Was it flattering to Ginger or was she being sexualized? Like, I guess that wasn't a thing then. God, that's so accurate. I don't know. It just, I'm super sensitive to that stuff, I guess, but... uh uh, I, it made me feel weird as a viewer watching them talk about her like she was a, a piece of meat. Yeah, like a something to talk about. I don't know. It just, it so doesn't happen in my world anyway. But, but yes. No, but her being a con artist, that's her whole play, right? She used it. Yeah. She right. comes in and uses men to get what she wants. I mean, she was playing everybody, all of the guys. So that must be her jam. It's so hard for me to know if things make me cringe now because of life and the world. Would I have even noticed it then? Or would I have just thought, oh, these three boys like this hot new girl? Yeah. It was like our I'm- lives daily and we didn't, that's what we thought life mm-hmm. was. <laughs> we thought we were there to be like looked at and commented on and touched and yeah. admired. Yeah. I mean, and it's a whole interesting conversation that's a little bit sideways, but like, I like if people think I'm cute or don't you guys, but then at the same time, it, it was a little aggressive. We want it both ways, right? <laughs> like We want them to think we're cute, but we don't want them to outwardly be like, ooh, too aggressive. Uh, to here's the th- I, I feel differently about it uh, because I don't know why it's just me. Uh, uh, maybe it's the Aries in me. I know I'm cute. Like when I walk in, like if I'm looking good and feeling good about mm-hmm. myself, I have confidence. I don't need anybody to tell me I look cute. And when somebody does wow. tell me to look cute, that I look cute or or sexy, or I, I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't need to hear that from you. Like, wow, God, I, I love that's that. So that's so fascinating to me because I do not feel the same. What what sign not about are you, you, Amy? Not Amy, about you. Wait, Amy, what sign are you? <laughs> I don't need you to, Amy. It's fine. <laughs> See? But I think it's kind of an interesting thing because what first came to my mind is that Kelly was named most beautiful. And Kelly didn't really, it didn't do anything for her. And she still didn't feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I find it fascinating that like for Jenny, that's not necessarily something that you need, but I'd love to hear Tori from you, who's admitted to being like, you know, maybe a hint more insecure mm-hmm. because I, ne- I, if somebody wants to tell me I'm pretty, I'll take that all day long. What sign are you? Aquarius. Oh, so what are you? Know. I'm a Taurus. 
And wait, Jenny, so when you said it's the Aries in you, are Aries like confident or do they want, like, would you rather I tell you you're, you're really smart? Yeah, probably. But also I would rather you tell me that I look beautiful or pretty or you like my outfit or whatever, give me a compliment than some rando guy. Like I feel oh, like I, I, I get more from hearing my other women appreciate me. And I always make like oh, always yeah. make such an effort to be like, oh, I love your hair. Or, you look so beautiful today, or your oh, skin is glowing. Wow. You know, like to compliment other women because women complimenting each other is a whole different thing. Wait, I agree. I agree with yeah. that. But but uh, rando, yeah, I don't want a rando guy to think I'm. I don't know. No, it matters to me more. No, it's for some reason I'm really. I'm insecure, so I don't want to outwardly hear it in a gross way, but I want to know that people are like, oh, she's still sexy. She's still cute. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. I don't know. I just it's feel like because we, sp- I personally just spent so many years being objectified like that, that that's what I'm I have a repulsion to it, but not like I'm going to be rude to somebody that's like, oh, you're, you're whatever. I'm not going to like flip them off or anything, mm-hmm. but- <laughs> I just and I don't need it. If it's it's being famous, because I'm wondering, like, I'm not famous. I'll take it from someone I know. I'll take it from the dude on the corner. I'll take <laughs> it from. I don't. I, I think I'm like, thank you. Like, even <laughs> if it's like, I do not care. Do you like, like like when they're like, ow, like a cat call? I would totally love it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm sure that's not very like. 2020 of me but like oh me too it's 2022 here's the thing (laughs) like you're asking if it's about being famous Mm -hmm. like i've been objectified my whole life too Mm -hmm. and i would be terrified if i was no longer objectified (laughs) like that's when i'm like "Uh uh-oh like because it's all it's sadly like part of it was yeah yeah, I mean, there's a reason, like, I always say this, like, Donna wore, like, you know, crop tops and stuff. Like, for me, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not the prettiest. I'm not the best actress, in my opinion. In your opinion. Girls, in my opinion. So I wore outfits because one thing I did feel good about was my body. I felt like mm-hmm. I had a really great body. So all I know is if, you know, suddenly losing that would be scary. Like, you know, I'm definitely not the same weight I was then. Like I'm a good 30 pounds more and people can tell me all day long, like you have a great body, you look sexy. I don't feel that way because I'm like, it's not the body I knew that I was famous for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like we talked about, it's not the body that's frozen in time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and it's unfortunately frozen in our, you know, brains too. So that's made mm-hmm. aging uh, and just changing yeah. so much harder, I think, for people. I mean, I, I just was listening to a podcast about this, about aging and about, and it was, they were talking to, um, Oprah was talking to uh, that moonlighting woman. What's her name? What's her name? Sybil Shepherd. Sybil Shepherd, And she was talking oh, wow. about um, the whole aging and being in front of the camera and, and, and what, how horrible that has been for her. And I could relate so much. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think it's so interesting that just this scene, which was a little jarring to everybody. You're like, Whoa, they are really aggressive with this Mm -hmm. poor random stranger coming in. 
who at the time we took at face value was just a girl trying to do her right. job. But, but it does really spur such an interesting conversation. <laughs> and she is very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, Kathy Podwell, Ginger, or her 20 other names. She's a very cute actor. Mm-hmm. And, and she but seems song, super confident. You can call me Ginger. You can call me. Oh, right. But you know how, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> do it, do it. Uh, no, I can't do it. Amy, you know what it. I, <laughs> you can call How does the song go? You're on your they own. They call me. Oh, they call me. Oh, they, they call me. Yeah. So it'd be like, they, they call, call me Stacey. Ginger. They call me <laughs> Tina. They call me Adrian. They call me Marla. Yeah, sorry. Oh my God. Thank you for that. That was really great. No problem. No problem. Mm-hmm. But uh, you guys, she was also really famous when she did the show. Yeah. She was on, she was J.R. Ewing's second wife, I think. Let's bring her on. Let's get on a Dallas. let's get a 90210 oh, one on one with her. We let's see must. how she felt great. about it. I thought for a guest star, yeah. she played a extraordinarily prominent role. I mean, Huge. she is right. She was bigger than any of us. Yeah. But yeah, I wasn't I mean, mad was, about it. No, she was great. She was great. I, riveting. Like I could have kept watching her. She was funny. I loved her. Yeah. At the end where you're like, I, where'd she go? Did she left through the window? But le- I want to know where she went. Is she coming back next episode? <laughs> Whose car is she still now? Yeah. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interaction, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV VJs Downtown Julie Brown and Matt Penfield, plus Lisa Loeb. Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas will be completely transformed to take you back in time for nonstop 90s action. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. 
This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877-351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I have a plot hole, though. I have one plot hole. You have a plot hole? Like... Were all those people staying at the peach pit all day long? Because I I live in L.A. and it would not be quick. All the places they went and drove around to and then shot a bacteria commercial. And all those randoms just, are just sitting they at the sat peach there. pit waiting uh, for Yeah, Kurt they Reynolds. paid a lot of money. They're going to sit there all day. Jason, yeah, but he's taking care. He's holding down the fort all by himself with all those people. Brandon? <coughs> and... D- Another uh, little uh, note, Nat played sick quite well. Oh, my gosh. He had COVID. I was like, (laughs) wait, he sneezed. I was like, oh, no, Nat has COVID. Uh, I thought he was Hugh Hefner in that scene. (laughs) Wait, wait, I loved seeing inside Nat's bedroom, seeing him in his little jammies. And and wait, the the grand wood headboard, it didn't remind you of like, well, it was a Nyquil commercial. And then like Hugh Hefner. Yeah. Imagine they panned out and he had all these like. Was that a nightgown he was sleeping in? He sleeps in his (laughs) Sunday best because he literally sleeps in a button-down shirt. I felt like it was one of those old-timey night shirts. (laughs) Like St. Nick. Nick. Okay, so the pajamas, like the cotton button-up pajamas, like my dad slept in those. (laughs) That was like a total Aaron Spelling, like in bed move. That's funny. I love I the bacteria mean, commercial. I wanted Jen and I to be. Oh in that. my god, that was we like a that. dream for us, like to, to dress up in those giant costumes <laughs> and get sprayed, sprayed down with water. Oh, oh I would have been we so would happy. Fall. Uh-huh. We love that stuff. We love a good a little physical comedy episode. That I, I, I'm so glad you talked about the the writer because it was the most quirkiest writing. I mean, each thing was a zinger. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. And then do you guys remember this? I'm going to jump in my stang and cruise up to Magic Mountain myself. Or you could hop in my vet. Like, who's writing this? They say that to Ginger. I'm just going to jump in my stang. Like, the lines are just hysterical. Yeah, it's definitely dude writing. (laughs) And Ken Stringer, (laughs) if I remember him right, he was like, 
am I remembering the right guy? Like he was tall. He had glasses. He I remember kind of a tall person. Yeah. Conservative. Like conservative. And we would like. We would give rub, like give him a hard time whenever possible. Yes. Just to get him flustered. Try to get him riled yep. up. And he'd like. Unflappable. <laughs> no, unflappable. Ken Stringer. Yes. Just, you're right though, Amy. It felt like a mad capper. Like, is that the right word? Like it's when it's like a. Mad capper, and there's like beep, 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 beep. Like, remember they did the whole uh, Three Stooges stacked head yes, thing, right? Yes, totally. they really and did. When, what about when they get in the car, all Dukes of Hazard style, and they oh. don't use the doors? Well, they yes, just, they hop the in boys and they made a Stasky and Hutch reference. They love that, you know it. <laughs> I'm wondering if if Ian did that all that driving because he. That he was really comfortable behind the wheel Same. of that vet. So yeah, I think that he had a, all did all of that, and I would be terrified too. <laughs> Luke looked really genuinely frightened for his life. I and thought all of that same. stuff was right, either in like that was our set, that was our parking lot, that, that was yeah. the streets around like Calvert, like it was all in our area, <laughs> right around it, our set. It was all no way. by our stages. That whole like outside yes. per- Parnell's office, the whole. Yeah. Everything. It, it did oh not look God. very I'm glamorous. They called it, virus. what did they call it? Calvert Studios. Yeah. Because literally they made that it up. was. It was. And now it no. is Calvert. Stu- there no. is an actual studio there called Calvert Studios. Calvert Street well, and Studios. I'm assuming they shot that. was on Calvert Street. Mm-hmm. No yeah, nice. way. Yeah. And the bacteria commercial was probably shot just like right there too. It was right on the other yeah. set where Peach Pit after and, that ended and up being. Also, did you notice in all of that, that was our crew. That Those were our cameramen. Like when you oh. could see behind the, ca- like what the, what the production people were, those yes. were actual, that was our cam, that was our first AC, our camera operator. Oh, the I could see our medic in the background. Yeah, I saw him though, and it made me laugh so hard because he's so he was so odd, and he just looked odd there too. <laughs> and then in detention, did you notice this, Jen? Amy, you wouldn't know this, but when they were calling the class names, and and Luke pretends to be Steve Sanders. Yeah, they say David Semmel. <laughs> did you I hear didn't that? Notice. So David Semmel, wait, he was our. He ended up directing a lot, but he was one of producers, our producers yeah. and he no. oversaw like, was it sound or like, he oversaw no, like, like post-production post-production. Yeah. I do feel though that the detention teacher was Jimmy Olsen from the original Superman movie. Okay. I was like, I know this what? guy. How do I know this guy? That <laughs> yeah. is him. Oh my Jimmy gosh. Olsen. Mm-hmm. Was it? And I think he was like un- uncredited in this because I couldn't find it, but I do think he might come back and do another 90210. I don't know. Oh, Jimmy Olsen from the original Christopher Reeves yes, Superman. It was I- him. Iconic. Not only was the writing in this episode weird, but the music <laughs> it, in this episode was quirky. um incredible. Like just from beginning to end, like the guitar <laughs> riffs, the like electric guitar riffs, like something was happening with the music, I'm telling you. And like when it Whenever it was like at the peach pit with on the, you know, the fun storyline of the, the guys, it would be like, do, 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 yeah. like it was so yeah. cheesy. Well, do you Mad, think Jason had Mad a play Pepper. in all of that probably? No, I not at this point. I don't think the music, they that was composed. Like that was stuff that they, <laughs> you know, 
they put in, somebody thought that would really be good right there. Does so. anybody think that Ginger and her then her next fake name being Tina was an homage to Gilligan's yes, Island? Yes, 100%. And then I tried to make the connection, what is Adrian and Marla? Because that was clear. They were like Ginger, Tina. Totally. But then Adrian and Marla, I don't care. I can't get Yeah, no. I mean. And then you guys, wait, wait, Bert freaking Reynolds was on our show. <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. The boots. Like with the, boots, the ostrich. The hair. Like he walks No, in, the boots uh, though. The boot. You remember the boots. They had, I'm telling you a little secret right now. There was a little lift. <laughs> Those were special <laughs> Burt Reynolds boots. And I, I might know this from another experience of someone working with Burt Reynolds. I can't go on, but. Was Burt not, was Burt not a tall man? And, and not tall enough, I don't think, for he what he was. Extra, he his I mean, Burt Reynolds was a legend. Legend. That ba- that playgirl <sighs> picture of him with that's oh, oh so on the bearskin rug, wasn't it? So, <laughs> so when I was a kid, Chasen's, the famous like Hollywood restaurant, which is gone now, but Jen and I have stories there because we used to have like rap parties there. And they were famous for their chili. But when I was little, um, they would let me go into the men's room. And because it was fascinating for me to see like a urinal with ice cubes in it. But Burt Reynolds picture was in there. Wait, uh, go back. When you were little, they would let you go into the bathroom to look at the urinals. Yes. (laughs) Not they. My dad, you know, when you're little, you can go with a parent. Sorry, I said that wrong. They, my dad, my parents, like you would go to the bathroom with your parent. They would take you to the bathroom. And you, if like I could take my, I could yeah, take yeah, yeah, the yeah. Okay, okay. boy, like when I was five. Got it. So I'd go into the bathroom with my dad and I'd be like fascinated about the urinal. But there was, I, that's what I remember Burt Reynolds. That was my first experience seeing that man. Him peeing? Like, oh my God. <laughs> no, him like in that Playgirl photo. They oh, had it yeah. in Chase's on the wall oh they did that's crazy in the the men's bathroom yes that's just weird why would you have a nudie picture of a famous man in the why wouldn't you put that in the women's bathroom probably like oh he's so cool (laughs) so yeah pretty iconic he's a picture she just like puts like james eckhouse's face on there (laughs) because he was furry he was furry but God, it was pretty cool. Is- I remember the day that he shot that scene and we weren't even in that. And I remember I wasn't in that scene, but I remember going just to see what it, what it was. I wanted to see Burt Reynolds. And Same. it was the boots, the tight ass pants, the yeah. hairdo, like not a hair out of place, like quaffed. This picture is insane. That is. You know what this is making me think of, though? Can we put that Did up on our see- social this week, please? <laughs> I, so. I want to see that longer. Who t- I wonder who took that iconic image. You know what this is making me think of? <laughs> uh, this is so off topic. But did you guys hear about Tommy Lee? No. Did I hear about it? I saw it. <laughs> wait, I think. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. What are you talking about? Wait. So wait. <laughs> I'm not talking about the Pam and Tommy boat thing, but I'm talking Tommy- about the picture he put on Instagram and put oops. Yes, and of course I. They took it down. I'm sure, right? Yes, eventually, but like then you get, it's so human nature. You're like, what picture? And then you have to just start googling and clicking and trying to find it because at that point, so basically, Jenny Tommy Lee, unclear, intentionally or accidentally, 
put a full naked selfie on Instagram. Oh, that's yeah, that's an accident. And and his penis is (laughs) hanging down into the water, and it's it was artsy. Oh my god, Amy, you pulled up Burt Reynolds. Pull up that picture right now. I need to see it. Pull it up. This is literally like it's just reminding me of the Tommy Lee thing. Although no, she wants to see Tommy Lee. Pull it up. I I don't even know if I can find it. But and in the subject anyway, he wrote "oops." Like uh, it wasn't an accident. What do you mean? That's not an accident. No, no. (laughs) And even his wife wrote something funny. So I'm not mad at it, but like. Of course, I did the full deep dive to find it. I was like, now I have to see it. It's like, what is that? Where I, I, I feel like rest. men talk way more about Tommy Lee's penis than women do. Because men are like, oh, it's so big. Like, and women are like, eh, we don't care. I just simply, now I, I have care. to find it. I don't care. I don't care about Oh, did someone wait, find someone's it? Pulling. Oh, oh it wait, yeah. wait, pull it. He's in the- his bathtub. They go to the left. Like dipping down. Ew, you need to find left. it without the black box. He, I like anyway, his tattoos, Jen, That's though. how long it is. Flaccid. <laughs> Flaccid. Ew, um, ew. Can you stop? <laughs> that can't. was Death Becomes Her. I don't remember But I just part. am like, and then it did spark this whole debate about, um, double standards on Instagram, which we could, which is a whole nother show, but we can have that. <laughs> we've already done one hot topic this episode. Yeah, we've we can't. The people will get topic. mad at us. Respectfully uh, hot. <laughs> did you ever think you would know NSFW as well as you do? Not safe for work. I had no idea. What, I was like, is that a band? I thought it was a boy band. Yeah. NSFW. So how do you overall rate this episode? You guys loved it. Uh, yeah, I, I really I liked it, very, it. Very enjoyable. I, I felt I felt nothing about it. Like it, really? it didn't tug at my any of my strings. It was just fun. Yeah, yeah. But that's fine. It was fun. Oh my god, by the way, wait, this is where Andrea reminds us that she almost did it with Brandon. I know. And I was like, wait, what? I don't remember that. But what? then I did. I remember. <laughs> wait, I have a question. Only because Jordan Bonner was really was telling us this is when he found out recently that mm-hmm, she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. She ha- was holding in front of her like that clipboard administration envelope for like, yeah, the the whole time. Was she hiding a pregnancy at that time or not yet? I wonder. Ooh, that's gonna be fun. I don't know. I'm wondering when it feels too soon because it does, but I don't know. In that envelope, she was just holding it right there the whole time, and we typically know what that means. Yeah, but Lo- she's just so tiny. Maybe it's just like she had nowhere else to hold it. <laughs> well, but she did go on that roller coaster, which I definitely wouldn't do yeah. if I was pregnant. True. True. Oh, oh, yeah. No, yeah. no, you're yeah. right. You're right. Now, we would be remiss if we did not acknowledge that Magic Mountain is also where they filmed Vacation, the movie, the original. What? Va- yeah. Wally World? Yeah, that is That's Wally that World? Magic- roller coaster. Wally- no way. <laughs> Wait, I thought no, Wally World was a real Magic thing. Magic Mountain yes. was not Wally World. There's no, no mooses. I didn't see any not- moose out front. Remember <laughs> <They added laughs> when he punches they the moose that. and then nose? Wally World and Magic Mountain. 
are one and the same. Wow. Whoa. I don't know about that. <laughs> now Wait, you have what, to rewatch my vacation. What, what was the date of this episode? 93, wasn't it? We must be like, what, are we, what was it? Again? 19, April, it. 1993. April. Mm-hmm. April. Yeah, so April. Gabrielle's daughter, first daughter, Kelsey, was born May 11th, 1994. Yeah. So she's not pregnant yet. That'd be, that'd be kind of crazy. Be a long, long pregnancy. Oh my gosh. Barely. Oh, so, well, no, 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 no. No, because think about it. If it aired April, you shot it in. Oh, you're right. Okay. Okay. Fine, March. Fine, fine. I was just all excited. Pregnant for a year and a half or something. This was a riveting episode, I've got to say. For a year and a couple of months. It'd be long. What, what's next um, week? What guys, do- I loved it. I loved it. What do we have next week? We've got, here's what we have to do though. We must prepare because we're going to the prom. (gasps) We're going to the prom next week. Will Donna Martin graduate? (gasps) Don't spoil it. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. It's called, everybody watch it. It's called a night to remember. And hopefully I'll remember it. Oh. oh my god, that was so good. That was good. Wait, just give me a sneak preview of your real life prom dates. Who are your real life prom dates? There's no sneak preview. You have to wait. Oh. Oh yeah, we're talking all about prom. We'll talk about <laughs> our real proms. Yeah, next week it's it's prom night. Oh my god, prom! I can't wait. Um, you guys are the best. How all right, that's like- it. The most serious conversation about life to Wally World in the same podcast. <laughs> Welcome to our brains, because that's how it is 24-7 up in here. <laughs> like, ding, 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 Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> now, what does um, Jason cool. say? What does Jason ding, say ding. when you nail it? Ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding, everybody. All right. Have a great week. We love you. Love you. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Enter to win a free cruise for two 
on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the first ever sailing. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s activities. There'll be over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, and more. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90 iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 